Yeah, I don't know if you'd like the cabin. It's 55 degree water and no, there's know. always a bathroom nearby, Brandon. See, there's no bath. There's an outhouse. I, I am not an outhouse guy. Shower. Like I... I want a hot shower and a bathroom nearby. That's just me. Uh, I don't know. And uh, and there needs to be a lack of bugs. Like I need to be oh, able to escape from the yeah. bugs, there's right? Bugs up there, and the, especially I July. need a comfy mattress and a good pillow. I got like... a futon. How about a futon? No, no? that's not. No, that's futon not, is where you doesn't... take a nap, not oh. where you sleep. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd. So, Brandon, so many podcasts today simply follow this really boring formula is there's an intro and then there's a little bit of banter by the host and then we introduce the guest and it takes about 10 minutes to get rolling like i hate that <laughs> i think so too and i think uh most people at this day and age they don't have the attention span they're on their way to work they're trying to grab some learnings on the way to work or they're in their car and it's like can we just get to the point can we just get to the meat of uh, where we're trying to go so yes i would agree with you so while we can't promise that we won't banter on the show, we're going to try to keep it to a minimum and really keep it to uh, really interesting conversations. I, I think the problem with business podcasts that I see, Brandon, is like you have to listen to the show at 1x speed. You can't speed it up and you have to have a notebook at hand. I hate that, too. True, true. I think, you know, when we were talking about doing this podcast, we've been milling it over for a good year probably now. And Bob, you've got experience in radio. Um, you're used to interviewing people. You're used to having people on and talking about their stories and what they're doing with their business. I think one of our biggest concerns is we just didn't want to have another Me Too. Um, there are so many great podcasts out there. And we just didn't feel the need to fill a space with another yet podcast about tactics and hacks and, and strategies and things. Although those things are going to come up in our, in our cast for sure. Um, we just didn't feel like we needed to plug another thing yet in that hole there and come up with a space that we would fit. It was our strategy here. We, we own a company called Feed Stories, and we'll talk about what the company is and how we are founded. But the basis of our company is conversations and stories. So uh, we do video and we specialize in interviewing founders. And so why not do a show called Innovative Founder? That's what we're all about. And the most interesting things happen when we get into a video studio with interesting people. I mean, that's just going to happen. And even if you don't think you're a great storyteller, people do have great, interesting stories. And Brandon, you used a term uh, recently. It's it's the, is it the highlights behind Highlight Reel? How did you word that? Oh, yeah. It's so, you know, you know and the people we've gotten to work with, um, so many wonderful businesses is, you know, a lot of times podcasts and even social media and different platforms, you're going to see a lot of people's highlight reel. You're going to see just the success. You're just going to see that the numbers hmm. and statistics at the end. And that's beautiful. That's fantastic. And there's a place for that for sure. What we wanted to know was, and what we're trying to accomplish with our show here is the story behind that. And not just the 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 um, the trajectory and the success and, and, and all of the 
you know, juicy business um, platitudes that can get yanked out of that, but also what is the struggle? What, is, what are the real human learnings? What are the real connection type of learnings that happened in that process? And again, I think that's a space we're looking for is we're looking for the story behind the highlight reels. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't I think we're, we're not going to feature guests that are all uh, spit and polished. I think the most interesting people are ones that have scars, they have wounds, uh, but they've got uh, they've got victory ribbons. They've got they, 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 they've got the stories of surviving the battle. And that's that's what we want in our entertainment. Right. Uh, it's the whole Star Wars, uh, Star Wars you know, uh, saga. It's, you know, it's the show where we, we want to just identify with a flawed hero. And so if, if anything, what you're going to hear on this show is it's going to be a show full of flawed heroes, including you and me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, you know, uh, I, I think one of the things you're going to see is, Hey, we're just a couple middle-aged guys. We we've lost our hair and that's not the most interesting thing about us. We, we both been in uh, direct marketing 20 plus years and uh, our paths were kind of interesting in terms of, in terms of how we got together. Uh, I had written a book and started a uh, marketing agency back in the early two thousands. And uh, I was growing and I put out an ad for a marketing manager. And back in those days, and we still use this tool, by the way, but uh, we, I put a, an ad out on Craigslist for a marketing manager. And uh, Brandon had the most unique way of applying for a job that I think I've ever seen. Tell us how you did that, B. So there I was. I was sitting in my cubicle desk working for a printing company as the marketing person and was cutting my teeth on copywriting and, and direct response marketing and, and, and enjoying that and, and thinking I've, I've got to move on. You know, I'm not in an environment where I can really help anymore that much. So I needed something. So I, of course, you go to the all powerful Craigslist and uh, you sniff around there for potential uh, opportunities. And, and here was uh, Bob coming up. And Bob and I had shared some of the same uh, people in, in the circles of direct response marketing, like Perry Marshall, who's going to be on our show soon, uh, and others that were, you know, at the time, the rise of direct marketing, internet marketing was, was really coming to a fever pitch. Um, and so we knew some of the same people. I saw the ad and like, okay, this is, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I want to dive into. So I actually wrote a, a landing page for Bob and put it on my website and gave him a link to it. So it was a very customized sales letter to Bob because he was looking for someone to write sales copy. Per personalized, copy. like personalized. written to me, like, hey, Bob yeah. Rignerus, I'm applying for the job and here's a sales page. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, I, I mean, I've, I've told you this, there was about 20, 25 people that applied and you're the only one that I ended up talking to. <laughs> In fact, uh, my former business partner and I took you out to lunch and I think you showed up with a tie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, oops. Oops. Of all things. Yeah. Of all things. I, like I showed up to your to your place to, to interview and I had a suit on, you know, and you're sitting there at your desk and you know, you're in your sweats or whatever the heck you're wearing. But like I needed to at least prove I owned a suit at the time. And that's the last time I ever wore that suit. So it was good. Yeah. So save that for your, you know, funeral or something, I guess. <laughs> so um yeah, ties were good. We were growing and uh, we, 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 we had some really good successes with our clients. And then the uh, economy crashed in, in 2008, 2009. Yes. Uh, we, uh, me, we as in we, I, I improperly positioned us to have too many uh, what we call information marketers mm. uh, in our Rolodex. 
and all of them suddenly went out of business. And when your clients go out of business, they have no money to pay you. Therefore, Therefore. you go out of business. So uh, I got to lay off Brandon plus six or seven other close uh, friends. Some were relatives uh, and spun into a really interesting time in my life where I was having anxiety attacks and mm. uh, went deep into debt. And that was not a fun place in my life. But guess what? Brandon did not hold that against me in fact you you kept you kept track of me yes and and we actually kind of kept each other afloat by giving each other like hey i just got a project with this guy um and i said hey we can do something with this client over here and we we kind of kept each other afloat you know i went out there and i learned how to write books i i started a radio show so i was doing a bunch of things you were doing a bunch of things mm-hmm. and uh, you know kind of where we came back together we 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 just shared a lot over the years mm-hmm. uh, yes. coming back in about 2016 brandon i was really solid into facebook uh, advertising you know i wrote a book with perry marshall a couple years ago about it like i was a really successful facebook advertiser at some point i found my footing i found my calling And it was very interesting. You had been doing a lot of uh, media work and things like that. And I was at a meeting at Facebook headquarters in 2016. And what I didn't hear was stuff about Facebook marketing. What I heard was video. And uh, it was very, I'll never forget it. The the vice president of the newsfeed, like there's a vice president of the Facebook newsfeed, which is pretty interesting. Uh, he said, uh, we are now a video company. We is in Facebook. We're a video company now. And so what we are going to, what you are going to start to see is we're going to emphasize video in the newsfeed. Uh, we're going to develop products around video. We're going to prioritize video. You're going to see better response, better costs around video. I knew that was a seminal moment. Mm -hmm. I actually left the meeting, uh, at lunch. I went outside and I called Brandon. Brandon, you remember that conversation? I remember it. Yes. And uh, I actually talk about this story all the time to people or talking to is, is is how our company was launched is I remember the conversation specifically. You said, Hey, Facebook wants to be a video company. They can robotize. They can, they can algorithm eyes (laughs) targeting of your perfect customer. They can do it better than a human. They can they can do the same with your budget. They can spend your money better than you can spend your money. But what they cannot do is is create good creative that gets attention in the newsfeed. And video got way more engagement than any kind of static image copy whatsoever. Video ruled, as we all as we know, it has always ruled. But they couldn't robotize it. They've tried. There's tools in there, as you know, Bob. But they right. couldn't do that. And so here we are, Bob and I sitting here like, well, fantastic. Um, let's, we have an opportunity here. The other thing is that Bob and I agreed on when we were starting feed stories is that so much video was pretty and it was shiny and it it was fun to watch, but it didn't do anything for necessarily for the, for the advertiser. Uh, It wasn't structured in a way that was compelling, created curiosity and most importantly sell. I mean, it's really nice. Video can be pretty expensive to produce. And when you don't have something is actually moving the needle for your business, um, that can be problematic. And so that was when we went into this space of we're going to create video for, for social media and we're going to do it in a way that sells without you know, being smarmy. We had a fun and unique. Uh, oh, and the other part of it is doing it with people who are, did not, were not necessarily comfortable on camera. Yeah. <laughs> that was another big thing. So essentially what we did is we took principles that we learned from direct response um, from, from some of the, the greats like Dan Kennedy and such. And we took it and we put it into a video structure. 
Um, Bob, I'll tell that story. So at this time, when I was working for Bob, I was doing copywriting. And one of the ways I learned how to do direct response copywriting was simply have a list of questions, call up uh, the subject on, on the phone and record the call. So we'd have a good hour or so conversation. I've just interviewed them. I'd pull out all this beautiful content around their product or their service and why they're unique to solve the problem and such and why people should choose them. And I get all this raw material and I would simply transcribe it. And then I would have what I needed to build a sales package for them. That's what we did with Feed Stories. We essentially took the process of a direct response sales letter and we put it into a video structure and we set it up in a way where it was very, very easy for people to get them talking about their businesses. They didn't have to act like a talking head. They didn't have to be an actor in perfect bone structure. We just got the, the authenticity of the founder on the camera and had a great conversation. And that's still the process we use today. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what makes this relevant to all you are listening is Brandon's got this skill of asking questions and turning those questions into video and sales copy. Uh, little beknownst to, unbeknownst to myself, um, when I started figuring out how to write books, I did the same process. I interviewed clients and got the content out of their head. And guess what? At the same time, I was doing a radio show where I was asking questions and getting content out of people's mouths. And so here we are uh, operating a company that essentially is predicated on us asking really good questions and getting content out of people's mouths and out of their head, which is kind of funny. We came at it two different ways, but here we are. Mm -hmm. And so the natural extension of that was, well, we meet interesting people all the time and we would love to feature them on Innovative Founder and we want to meet new people at the same time. So, you know, the people that you are hearing from, you're going to meet uh, people that Brandon, I know really well, uh, but we are going to be introduced to people that you don't know and, and we don't know either. And that's really what's exciting for us about Innovative Founder. We are going to talk to people that are just really interesting. Uh, we're going to use our skills to ask questions and pull content out of them. And, you know, we, we're going to get the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the sad, the happy. You know, we're, we're going to try to do it all, which is what we do in our business. But it's really what we do in real life. It's what really kind of keeps us going. It's our, it's our fuel. Yes. Yes, I would agree. You know, in one of our processes for creating video, and we always generally start with one particular video called The Big Why. And this is in the series that we create for our clients. And that is the, the human story of why people got into the business after all. Um, and usually there's some rich, um, interesting uh, story that we begin with there. And the reason we, we you know, we, we, we emphasize story so much and, and obviously create a, a, a company around it is because it's those stories that engage people. It's the, you know, the, for a, I like to do this exercise with clients as I say, okay, imagine someone is looking for your product or service or looking to solve a problem. They have five of tabs open with your competitors. Why are they going to choose you? What are you going to do? If everyone else is a me too, everyone else has pretty similar service offerings or product offerings, why would they choose you? And we start there in that video. And the way I like to set clients up in the same way we want to do in this, this show is you know, what kind of conversations happen over the bar or the coffee shop or dinner? Are they, are they hard sales messages? Are they, you know, are they, are you listing off your features and benefits while you're having that old fashioned at the bar? No, you're generally sharing stories of connection, maybe the shared struggle of business, building a business, a family of life. And that's what people connect on. It's not your five point bullet presentation of, of how you're going to solve the problem necessarily. That comes later.
And so you brought up a good point, Brandon. The uh, one of the things we share a common bond on is red meat and old fashions. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, you, sir. No like, we, we realized early on that we both love kind of like a good steak, good prime rib. Yeah. Uh, you turned me on to old fashions and now like I really won't order anything else. So <laughs> like I want to thank you for bringing old yes. fashions into my life. because My really, pleasure. Really I'd like to thank Don. I'd like to thank Don Draper for that. Uh, Mad Men. We both feel, don't we both feel kind of cool? Like we feel like yeah. Men when we sit we do. down in a dark, yes. smoky steakhouse and drink yes. an old fashioned together. Exactly. 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 There's so, something to it. So, Brandon, one of the things we want to do on the show is talk to people and find out things about them. So, uh, I'll start. Uh, I want to ask you what what's one thing uh, that you do outside of business that might surprise people? Um, one thing I do outside of business is I train competitive Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, and it's been a tremendous, amazing um, experiment in personal development and evolution. <laughs> um, I'm 53, you know, I, I'm in pretty good shape and um, I've always been interested in martial arts and never really been a team sport guy. I, I couldn't tell you, you know, what sports what balls go with what sports i'm just not i'm not there bob is that's why you're in my life this this is where we diverge <laughs> this, this is where i take a hard turn i don't know a sport team from i I'm, i don't i just stand there and smile and say you know yay sports and, and clap um but jujitsu has been transformational for me um i started out a few years about five years ago looking for something to do with my sons, looking for something to do just to keep my body healthy. I was dealing with back issues and, and had some weight to lose um, and, and was always interested in martial arts. And so I, I ventured into this world of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and soon find out that it was 80% mental, um, that me, big, strong, 230 pound guy at the time, um, you know, walking in can pretty much bench press you know, a lot of the smaller people in the, in the gym. I and the, the less, the big lesson came when I, we do what called a roll. You, you do what's called a roll with someone. That's a five minute round where, you know, you're going at it. You're, you're not trying to kill each other necessarily, but you're, you're testing your skills in real time. And I went against this lovely 130 pound Latina woman who is a de police detective and a higher belt. Oh, She'd been training. I know where this is going. Yeah. You, you can know where this is going. Um, and I said, you know, uh, you know, I, I can bench press her. I'm going to, I'm going to go easy. Um, you know, and I'm a white belt. I'm one year into jujitsu, which is nothing. It's a 10 year. It's an jujitsu is a 10 year black belt. It's a very, it takes a long committed process. So I'm one year and I'm thinking, Oh, you know, I'm gonna take it easy on her. And this lovely, lovely woman arm barred me. She, meaning she would have broken my arm if I wouldn't have tapped five times in five minutes, just ate my lunch handed my ass to me and laughed about it. And I, at the end of this, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. This is fantastic. This is real. This is a real martial art. This is a real, I'm, I'm really getting submitted. I wasn't messing around. <laughs> she was kicking my ass and it was perfect. And so at that moment, it was just a beautiful realization. Like, okay, this is true. This, this so, is so good. So the advantages in mixed martial arts is not clear at the surface. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's very true. You know, people, if you watch jujitsu, it's not that exciting to watch. It's, it's two sweaty guys rolling around on a mat right. and they're right, grappling right. each other and they're trying. And even at the higher level belts, it's very, it's a game of inches. It's not a game of, you know, it's very methodical and like, okay, this is not that exciting to watch. 
Um, but the truth is under the hood. It's 80% mental. It's very much about body mechanics. It's very much about how to stay, remain um, calm when you're absolutely getting smashed. When you have a 200 pound guy on top of you crushing the life out of you with his shoulder and your neck vein, and you're trying to figure out, find an inch or two to move so you can escape or you can do, you can reverse what's going on. Um, so it's very strategic. It's called human chess uh, for a reason. So I think one of the things people are going to learn about you, Brandon, is you love putting yourself in positions where you're like uh, at a huge disadvantage. Like you put your body and your mind under like massive stress. Like you live off of that. You love outdoors. You love hiking. You love camping. Like the, the, the least amount of comfort possible is what you gravitate to. I have, of course, the total opposite, but one of the things that I've always respected about you and loved about you is like, you live a life hard and you, when you go into something like, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to try it. No, like it's a deep dive <laughs> and you go deep. Um, that's, that's what you do. And I, I think when we get guests on that are doing hard things, you're going to be absolutely like just digging into like, what are you doing? Now tell me about that. Right. That's what's, that's what's going to hurt. Does that hurt? Show me. Show me yeah. how it hurts. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hopefully I'm easing off a little bit as I, as I mature, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So now I'm the exact opposite. I yeah. see, I see comfort. Like yes. I, I play golf, which is hard. It's, it's mentally hard. hard. It's hard you know. to pound those old fashions and, 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 and the hot sun all day <laughs> and ride that cart. It's hard. <laughs> I, I had this conversation. Uh, we were we were at a, an event recently, and ha just having this conversation, and you know, your version, Brandon, of hard is different than mine. You know, like why do, you, like I was having a conversation with another entrepreneur, entrepreneur who golfs, and we're like, why do we golf? Well, because it's hard. You can't perfect it. Now it's hard uh, in different ways, right? Yeah. But putting the ball in a hole 500 yards away and having all kinds of different conditions, like it's a challenge, right? True. So you could play True. the same hole over and over and never have the same experience. And yes. that's, we love doing things that are difficult. Um, where else we differ is I love team sports. It's my life, right? Yeah. I love I mean, baseball. Tell, you've been coaching for how many years? Yeah. Um, so what years. people maybe not know about me, I'm 52 years old. I have been coaching basketball every year of my life since I was 16 years old. I, mm -hmm. I started when I was a, a junior in high school. So I have coached boys and girls from ages four till 18, both boys and girls. And I have done this at all kinds of levels. I'm currently coaching at the high school level, high school sophomore boys, 15, 16 year olds who absolutely know everything, but they don't know shit. That's what I like to say. <laughs> I, I love them to death. But you remember when you and I were 15, 16, oh, yeah. we, thought, we thought we knew everything. Absolutely. And, you know, we just know we, we, we knew absolutely nothing at that point. Hmm. But I... The, the the one thing that people are going to understand about me, Brandon, is what people always say is, oh, Bob exudes coach and dad energy. Like yes. I'm the dad of feed stories. Yes. And I just, thank I'm, God. I'm Ward Cleaver of feed oh, stories. Thank and, God. And Brandon, oh. like, you're not even like, you're no. kind of like the beaver, but you're more like Eddie Haskell. Yeah. If you know, yeah, we're yeah, kind of yeah. dating ourselves here, but you're, you're that like rebellious kid that I got to keep under wraps. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's, it's your dad energy that allows me to go to be the wild card. So it's, I'm very, very grateful for that. There's not many marriages in business marriages that would work like this, but I'm very grateful. 
for your grounding dadaist dadaist energy. Cool. So my next question to you, Brandon, is like one place in the world, one place in the country that you're just you just absolutely lose yourself, and you're like, hey, I'm 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 at total peace. Where's that? Mm. At? So I have a place. Um, my father and mother built in northern Wisconsin, way up right on Lake Superior, very small town. Been going there since I was four. And uh, my, my, it's quite a unique space. It's almost like an island. You have to take everything over by boat and your coolers. There's no electrical power. There's an outhouse. And you're 20 steps from Lake Superior um, on, a, on about a one-mile, two-mile stretch of beach. And so that's been my, uh, my church, my happy place ever since I was younger. It's just a place um, I consider to be kind of a thin spot where time very much slows down. It's very polarizing. For me, it's a very spiritual place. And uh, a place just to completely, you know, attach, attach um, my heart and soul to. It's just been an incredible place and uh, incredibly, incredibly unique. So lots of uh, fishing, lots of kayaking, photography, grilling good food um, and uh, watching the stars. Um, yeah. And I think this year I'm actually going to probably start windsurfing so something i've never truly tried and see there you go again let me try windsurfing (laughs) because yeah there's nothing easier in in the world than trying to capture wind stay on a board while there's waves like brilliant brandon so so, well so like so so 10 15 years ago my mother actually bought a windsurf setup at a garage sale and my brother and i tried to try to do it so imagine two drunk guys i'm holding the board i'm laying on the board while he's trying to stand and catch some kind of wind that didn't exist at the time it was pretty funny and that lasted a good two hours and then we never touched the thing again so this time i'm actually going to go get some training you know to learn how to do this you're going to go through it huh i am going to do it i'm going to do it what about you bob i mean florida is a big place for you florida is a big happy place tell me about that yeah so i actually have two places um the, the one obvious one is I'm a, I'm a beach guy. I'm a warm weather guy. I live in Chicago. We get about five months of good weather a year. And I like to escape to Florida. I like to play golf in Florida. I like to go near the ocean. Um, for some reason, when I'm by water, like my stress level goes down. And I discovered another place when I was in high school. And you know this pretty well, like the mountain lakes in Colorado. So uh, going up to Estes Park and sitting by a mountain lake where it's very cool, it's very undisrupted, right? You can just hear things. Like, I really find that those are places where it's just like, I like my, my insecurities kind of melt away, my stress level goes down. Uh, sitting with my feet in a mountain lake or sitting with my feet in the ocean are just like, when I'm connected to water like that, that's when it really kind of like pulls me out of myself, pulls me out of my head. That's some of the places I like to visit. Mm, love that. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I don't know if you'd like the cabin. It's 55 degree water. And no, there's know. always a bathroom nearby, Brandon. See, there's no bath. There's an outhouse. I, I am not an outhouse guy. Shower. Like I... I want a hot shower and a bathroom nearby. Uh, That's just me. I don't know. And, uh, and there needs to be a lack of bugs. Like I need to be oh, able to escape from yeah, the bugs, right? Bugs up there in the, especially I July. need a comfy mattress and a good pillow. I got like, a futon. How about a futon? No, no? that's not. No, that's a futon not, is where you take a nap, not oh, where you sleep. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. 
So, you know, this gives you a little bit of insight. I think over over the, the next, uh, hopefully, dozens or hundreds of episodes, as long as we decide to do this thing, uh, you'll get some insight. You'll hear what's going on in our life. And uh, more than that, we're going to feature some people that we think are really, really cool. So we're looking forward to, to getting to know our guests. We're looking forward to getting to know you, listeners. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to get in contact with one of our guests, if you have stories to share, you want to be featured, reach out, um, share this, share the show. Um, we're going to try to refrain from calling it a podcast. We're going to call it a show. Uh, we're going to call it a conversation, but we're going to try not to call it a podcast because everyone and their brother has a podcast and this is not your normal podcast. So uh, we, we want, we want you to share the show. We want you to be part of the show. Uh, we're going to create something here that we want you to be a part of. And we, we look forward to seeing where this thing's going to go. Yes, sir. Good. Well, we appreciate everyone who's listened in on this, and uh, we're really excited about the lineup of guests that we have to uh, that are coming up here to launch the show. And and once again, an open invitation to if you feel like you've got some some very interesting things to share, or uh, so, some some perhaps lessons learned, some funny stories, some raw stories that the world needs to hear about what it means on this journey called entrepreneurship. We want to hear from you. So always an open invitation, and we certainly look forward to hearing from you. And certainly if uh, you have a challenge that you want Brandon to take on, like, go ahead, go ahead and bring that up. Like, what's the next part of the show? Like, yeah. Brandon, what, you know, snort this hot sauce. You know, what's the next hard thing we want to see Brandon do, <laughs> right? And then for me, like, oh, here's something that's really relaxing and comforting. So share all that with me, share all the hard stuff with Brandon, and, and we'll have fun uh, sharing our experiences. So yes. uh, we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to The Innovative Founder with Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.